Hello, hello, hello. Good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon, and we're back with the phoning show. It's been a while. We haven't done one of these for ages, and that's no fault of anybody's but myself. Um, I've been extremely busy with work, and of course, things have, have really changed now, haven't they, with the, the situation that's ongoing in the world. I'll be honest, some of you are asking me in the comments how I'm feeling. I'm not feeling 100%, um, but I'm not this pale. It's this bloody lighting. You know, you pay all this money uh, for good lighting, and what does it do? It makes you look worse. Uh, so I'll have to move that next time. But it was too late. Already hit the live button. So here we go. Um, we're going to be talking uh, about pretty much anything tonight. Whatever you guys want to discuss, the forum is yours. Of course, we'll be talking Arsenal, um, and I'm, there's no doubt that we'll be talking about what's going on in the world at the moment as well. The corona coronavirus has not only struck down the UK, but it's struck down pretty much most of, of Europe. Um, and of course, the world is really struggling to get this thing under control. And it's a horrible, horrible thing. And, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about how much we're missing football because there's no doubt about it. We are all missing football. And I think if it was safe to play games of football at the moment, then there's no doubt we'd all like to see them because sport often is a is a good relief, isn't it? It's a good distraction from all the bad things that are happening. I know that it's the way I unwind. It's the way I chill out. It's the way I, um, you know, enjoy myself. And now to be in a position where that isn't the case and all this stuff is going on, it is difficult. It is challenging. And of course, the forum is yours tonight. So you can pick up the phone and give us a call. All you need to do if you want to get involved, it's simple. You need to simply head over to at Chronicles underscore AFC on Twitter. And you need to DM us your name and your telephone number if you're based here in the UK. If you are contacting us from abroad, we need your Skype address. That's how we're calling people abroad. So um, put your details down by all means. Uh, we'll be getting through as many of your calls as we possibly can within the time slot. Um, and like I said, the forum is yours. So feel free to say whatever you wish, discuss whatever you wish, whether it's football related, non-football related tonight um, or anything else. We're happy uh, to have those conversations and look forward to what's no doubt going to be another wonderful show. Always enjoy doing these phone-ins. Always have. Unfortunately, um, I haven't had the time to do them of late and I've been really disappointed in myself about that. But we're back now and I promise you that they'll be coming on a far more regular basis. Right. Let's head over to our first call. We're going to dial uh, our first number. This is the first number on the list. Like I said, if you're interested, keep putting your names and numbers down. DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC. Uh, good evening, mate. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Uh, my name's Ryan. I'm from London. How you doing, Ryan? Welcome to the show, mate. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. you? Good, not too bad. How are you coping uh, without sport, without football, and and being isolated? Yeah, it's a tough one, really. I think in terms of like just I said, like most people just isolating at home, um, just kind of making just keep like keeping like uh, as good a diet as possible, drinking loads of fluids, obviously trying to avoid going out as much as possible, going out once a day. Like a like a bit like a run. I think it's important if you, if people can obviously try and do some form of exercise. Otherwise, people just go insane if you're inside twenty four seven. And then yeah, in terms of sport, it's a bit tough. Just just a, it's a lot of Netflix and watching old watching old sport really watching old games it's a bit crazy absolutely I know that's what I've been doing as well and just a quick recommendation actually for anyone who's not seen it that Diego Maradona documentary that aired on Channel 4 on Friday night that is a sensational piece of work so please do check that out and it will 
easily pass a couple of hours there. Uh, Ryan, what are your feelings on the Arsenal at the moment? I know the break has come. I know it's nobody's fault, but it's come at a bit of a shit time for Arsenal because I felt yeah. like we were gaining some momentum. What's your, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think it was a bad time. I think we were gaining good momentum. You know, Arteta kind of, I've always kind of, even from the start, the performance was a lot better, but he kind of turned them draws into wins and we went on a bit of a winning streak. Um, and yeah, we just started to get some good momentum. Um, so it's a bit of a shame. The only kind of benefit is, you know, we should have a few more players back from injury if we, if we, if they do um, continue the season at some point. You know, we have Kieran Tierney back. I know possibly even now Lucas Torreira, I guess, could be back fit. Um, he was supposed to be out, what, for eight to ten weeks? So depending on when they start the season, he might be back for the last bit. But yeah, it is a bit of an annoying time. And the only problem is, you know, especially Spurs, that they're going through a bit of a bad run. And I think when it starts again, they're going to have players back, Kane, Song. Absolutely. So it's a bit of a, it's a bit of annoying. It's, it's annoying, but obviously they've got to put, like, they've got to put everyone's health first. Absolutely, 100%. And as I said right at the top of the show, it it is frustrating as football fans, as sport fans. But like you said, it's about the health of the people and the public safety. That is way more important. Even if it prevents one life being lost that doesn't need to be lost, it's far more important than football. Quick one, Ryan. Um, in terms of the season, and you know, the season was initially suspended, then it, the, yeah. the suspension was extended. We now believe that the suspension is up until the 30th of April at the earliest. Yeah. That was the wording they used. Are you confident, though, that football will return in May? Because the way things are going and with the news bulletins that we're getting every day and the, the added measures that the government are putting in place, to me, it seems highly unlikely. I don't think it will. I think that obviously they... They put in them short-term targets. Obviously, it was start of April, now it's end of April. I think it's more just to keep people's hopes up and just kind of give that, you know, hopefully it comes back. But I don't, I can't see football coming back to at least June. I think looking at a lot of other sports as well, boxing and all them others, keeping up, I've followed quite a few sports. And I don't see any sport continue until at least, at least start of June. But it, it could be even longer. I think if it does continue, I, I'm not a fan of being being behind closed doors, personally. I don't think that helps the sport. It's, it's any sport. You, it's all about the fans. You need the fans to create the atmosphere. So I don't think playing behind closed doors will help either. So um, I, I personally, I, I, I'm not finishing. And I think if it got up until, if they couldn't finish the season by end of June, I would personally, I would think about void, like voiding it. <laughs> I think that I think they've got to consider that highly because I think if you keep it running too long. I think players' contracts come uh, end end of June. That's why that's why I think end of June should be the target. Then you get into transfer. And I just think that you're then starting to affect next season, and then you've got the Euros next summer. So I think they got yeah they got a few big decisions to make in the next few weeks. Absolutely, and I think obviously they're adamant to play out the season. And I think in an ideal world that is the fairest way to do it, of course. But yeah. like you said, it's the knock-on effect that this is going to have, isn't it? And you know, I wouldn't mind watching Liverpool not in the title after they've been waiting 30 years, comes yeah. within two yeah. weeks of it, and then obviously um, taken away. Not that I wish these circumstances on anybody. No, but definitely not. To see them, of course, you know, not win it would, would be good. Uh, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Um, on a more positive note, Mikel has come in. Um, he's taken on the job. It was a very, very difficult job. I think every single Arsenal fan acknowledged that. Um, what have you made of his tenure so far? Are you encouraged by what you've seen? I think he's been brilliant. I think he has been very, very good. Obviously, everyone give, you always give a new manager time. Um, but I think I've, I've been following your stuff for one. I Even Emery at the start, 
I was never a fan of him even from the start, even the first sort of, I know we went on that long unbeaten run, but I think there's a big difference with Arteta. He's got with the he's he's got the mo he's getting the most out of this squad, especially defensively. We've always been good going forward, but I think he's getting the most out of this squad all round. So I, th- I think he's got to be given a lot of praise. I just hope he can, um, with his influence, I hope he can just tie down a few contracts. You know, I've seen Martinelli come out recently. He's kind of said a, obviously a lot of glowing things about him. Um, obviously, Aubameyang, all all the players really, um, and even two or eight other players from other clubs. That he's you know worked under. Um, I think he's done brilliant. I think he's uh, just needs to try and hold on to him long term. Absolutely, fingers crossed. We can do the kind of business you know when the the transfer window eventually opens. We don't know when that's going to be, given everything yeah. that's going on. But we hope that we'll uh, you know we'll back him in the transfer market. Um, not necessarily that it needs to be mega money, but just no, to allow him to so. go and get the players that he wants and that he believes can enhance the squad. I think he will have known the restraints that he will be under when he took the job. And I think he'll be fully aware of that. And I think he'll be working hard behind the scenes to uh, identify targets. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we hope to speak to you again soon. No worries. No worries. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. All the best. Brilliant first call of the night. That was Ryan Martin there. Um, obviously given a glowing report of Mikel Arteta. And I think most people would at the moment. Um, you know, it's a shame that the break has come at the time it has. But, you know, as I keep saying, it's out of our hands. It's out of our control. And this stuff is way, way more important than football. So we just have to take it on the chin. It probably will disrupt our momentum a little bit. But, uh, you know, that's my opinion. But I think given the circumstances, we just got to crack on. Just got to get on with it. Let's move on to our second caller of the evening. Uh, don't forget to hit that like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Hiya. Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Um, Joe and Newcastle. Welcome, Joe. How are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. Not too bad, my man. Can't complain. Um you know, everything's going on outside, but, you know, we're safe in our home and it's not ideal, but we, we crack on. How are you coping with the isolation, my friend? Good, yourself? Uh, it gets a bit boring from time to time, but I, I completely get the reasons why we've been asked to do it. And therefore, I will do my utmost um, to make sure that we adhere to those rules. Joe, what have you made of Arsenal's season so far? Uh, just talking to the previous caller, Ryan, about the fact that this pause has probably affected our momentum. What's your take on it? Were you feeling like Arsenal was starting to get clicking and all of a sudden we've come to this abrupt stop? Yeah, I think I think that they were getting to good momentum, but I think that I think Arteta's brilliant. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Uh, I've been particularly impressed by Mikel Arteta, and as you will know, I was no fan of Unai Emery, so um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a big change. <laughs> Um, yeah, go ahead, mate. Yeah, but I just think that they need, like, do you know, in midfield, they need the more creativity because, like, I think that the three, the three top of seven midfielders, like Torreira, Guendouzi, and Shaka. Yep. I just don't think there's enough creativity in that part. Who, you know who, what I mean? Who would you like to see come in then? Um, I'm not sure. Like, I think that I, I would like Sabayos or Grealish or someone like that. Yeah, Grealish just is. About, a- He's a fantastic player. I'd love to see him at Arsenal. Look, I think Sabayas is good myself. The, the thing with Sabayas, though, mate, is for me, I see him as 
I know that he, he's got that bit of flair and that bit of silk and that bit of creativity, but I see him as a deeper player. Um, yeah. And I think that in the home games against the likes of Newcastle United, West Ham, like we've seen recently, I think yeah. you can get away with playing him and somebody because you're counting on having the majority of the possession on control in the game. But I think when yeah. you go away to the likes of Liverpool, to Manchester City, Spurs, United, uh, your Everton's of this world, even the Wolves is the Sheffield United. I think you need a midfield that's a little bit more combative. And that's why I'm not sure that Arteta will stick with that pairing uh, going into next season. I think he's just making good with what he has. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think I think that 100% because I think that, you know, as well as that, even though Jack has done well, I think that, that they need someone more mobile. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. What, what's your take on Mesut Ozil, mate? He's someone that divides opinion. There's some people that uh, love him and there's people that want him gone. <laughs> he's up and down, I think, because I think that, do you know when the, like, had, what, do you know, like, the Olympiacos game, he had a poor game, but then against Everton, he had a good game, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very up and down, isn't it? Very up and down indeed. Yeah, very, very up and down, because, because to be honest, I, I saw some of the games and I thought, when I saw Shaka Sabas and Ozil, I thought, I thought, you need, you know, Willick's not ready and stuff. I think that do sometimes you need some of energy, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, Joe, what's your prediction for the rest of the season when it does eventually continue? What do you think Arsenal can achieve? Um, is, is Champions League realistic? I think maybe sixth or seventh, actually, because I think that, you know, when, when all the teams like Sheffield United and Wolves are having good seasons. and Yep. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for jumping on, mate. And I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Another excellent call. That was Joe from Newcastle. Um, Don't forget to smash that like button if you're watching us live on YouTube at the moment. If you're listening via the audio uh, the next day, I do apologize if I keep going on about it, but it is important. It does push the video up the ranks. And uh, the more people get to see it, the more people will come on and the more diversity in terms of opinion we will have on the show. So I do encourage uh, you guys to share it around. Uh, leave us your comments uh, live while you're watching the show. Interact. I'll pick some of those up for sure. Um, and yeah, right. Let's move on to the third call of the evening. Here we go. Hello. Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are we talking to you from? Hi, mate. It's Sam from Colchester. How you doing, Sam? Welcome back to the show, my friend. You all right? Yeah, good, man. How are you? All things considered. Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Getting by. Good stuff. Getting by. Good stuff. Getting by. That's what we like. <laughs> exactly. How about you? How are you coping with uh, isolation? Have you completed uh, Netflix yet? <laughs> I actually, uh, this is going to sound bad, isn't it? But on Sunday, I've been missing football so much. I rewatched the whole 2014 FA Cup final. <laughs> I um, can, I can top that. The other night, I watched the 1979 FA Cup final. <laughs> oh blimey! Oh, I, I couldn't even tell you who was in that one. That's uh, that's out of my lane. Nah, fair play to you. <laughs> but yeah, the emotional roller coaster brought back football, and then. It was all over. I realised it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Um, your take on Arsenal season so far? We haven't done one of these shows in a long, long time. And as I said right at the top, yeah. um, it, we, we will be doing it more regularly once again. It's just work's been 
uh, an absolute madness in a good way. Bad, I can't yeah. complain, but you know, it's, it's been tough to keep up with everything, but I really do enjoy doing these. And so I want to hear your views. How have Arsenal progressed under Mikel Arteta? What have you made of his tenure so far? Uh, well, first of all, God bless Mikel that he's doing well now. His statement the other day was very encouraging. Um, so glad to hear that. Um, I, I love him. I love Mikel. Um, I actually, well, claim is that I've always backed him as when he signed in 2011. I got his shirt, that horrible blue kit we lost eight to in. I have his yep. name on the back, still in my room. Unfortunate eight now is known for that 82 defeat, but still, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was a bit skeptical, obviously, when he came back and his lack of experience. Um, but he's got great ideas. He's so passionate. Um, he's clearly getting across to the, the players and the way he talks to young players, like when he's taken Reese Nelson aside, Saka, uh, Martinelli. Um, and Aubameyang seems to have responded to him as well. In all the pundits are like, oh, why is he on the left wing? Or can he do the defensive job? But Every time we've watched Aubameyang recently, he's worked his absolute arse off, more, probably more than anyone on the pitch. He's seen a, a left-back half a game. Um, he, I think Arteta's done wonders. Um, haven't got all the results. Or I was at the uh, Olympiacos game. Um, I, I mean, I did, you can't fathom really what went wrong that night. It was just a mixture of everything. Um, but apart from that blip, I would say um, we're doing really well. And like you said, the breaks come at the wrong time, just as we were progressing through the season. Absolutely. But like, like I said as well, they, we, it's disappointing because, you know, like I said, we, we picked up that momentum. It looked like we were really making good progress. But this is a circumstance like no other. This is not something we've ever had to deal oh, with course. in the past. And we just kind of yeah. got to get on with it, haven't we? We can just keep saying it. And, you know, I will keep saying it because I genuinely believe that it's come at the worst possible time from Arsenal's perspective in the sense that we were yeah. gaining confidence, we were pushing on. But we just got to deal yeah. with it, haven't we? We just got to deal with it. Um, wanted to ask you, mate. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, lots of speculation about his future. Uh, um, talks yeah. of Man United being interested, Barcelona being interested. And I'm not talking about the talks that have come up in the last few days, because I'll be honest with you, those are just journalists with nothing to write about. And Boring, I, yeah, I yeah. can say that because I'm in that position where finding <laughs> content on a daily basis is a struggle. Uh, when there's no yeah. football, what do you do? So I get why they're doing it, um, but I would just advise people to to take it with a pinch of salt. What it's an easy story, in it? Yeah, absolutely. What, how do you think this is going to play out? Will he sign a new deal? Um, a, a lot of it depends on, obviously, the Champions League. That's out of Arsenal's, that's out of everyone's hands. Because, um, like you said, ideally the season will be finished the fairest way for every team in every single division across, the, across Europe with promotion, relegation, money, everything. But, in terms of the odds of that happening, I'd say they're slimming just by the day, by the week. I think they're going to have to scrap it with all the stuff next year. Um, with Aubameyang then, I, I wonder what his position is now with this virus stuff. That Obviously, Arsenal's results of the season are now null and void, possibly. No possible FA Cup, no charge to the top four. So I, I wonder if he does give it another go. Um, now that Arteta's in, given a full season. So I wonder if this impact actually breaking up the season has changed his mind. If that, It's probably a bad thing, really, saying he's only signing because of this break. But 
it does impact a lot. Obviously, players' contracts will expire maybe before football starts. Um, I, th- I think it's, it's very hard because we've seen it all before, the likes of Van Persie and other players coming out and they say all the right things and then in the summer they're off. So it's a hard one, but I personally think he might just stay just because of the impact of Arteta, uh, just because of all the complications around football. No one knows what's going on. No one knows with the transfer window. Uh, teams' money might go down for the window anyway because they'll lost a lot of TV rights. Um, no one will be getting prize money from the leagues. Um I think he might just stay. Um, I think, though, he would need to buck up our ideas because I think next summer he might be off if we don't improve drastically. Um, I think he's vital to stay. He's clearly our best player. He's taken the captain's armband on brilliantly. Um, when yeah, Everyone said he was a bad example when we signed him, but I think he's risen to the challenge, really. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And I hope that we do keep hold of him because it's not easy uh, to to replace that amount of goals, uh, particularly when oh you're God, sort yeah. of, uh, operating in the sort of transfer budget that we believe we're probably going to be forced to operate with. with uh, what are you thinking about uh, Lacazette, though, if you don't mind me asking, because it seems like the whole Arsenal fan base turned on him. It's not that, over the last six months. It's not that I've turned on him. I think that we've got a problem at the moment in the sense that Mikel Arteta is quite clear in the way that he wants to play football. Um, we yeah. know that that's with one centre forward. Um, I think actually that Mikel Arteta has got more out of Aubameyang because the way this system works, that left-hand side is very fluid and Aubameyang's yeah. able to drift inside often. Uh, not marked by a centre-half. It's normally a case where the full-back has to go with him um, yeah. Otherwise, you know, he and then what that does, doesn't it? It creates space for Saka on the overlap. Oh, as we've seen. So yeah. the problem is not that I don't like Lacazette. It's that I feel like right now we can only play one or the other. And and for me, I agree. When you look at the goal records, it's, it's no competition. No, I think the best is having Martinelli on that left hand side. Uh, I'm not exactly sure why he drifted out of the team over the last month or so. I uh, don't know if it was resting him because of his heavy games before, but either way, uh, it was all about managing him, really. I think the best is him, Pepe and Aubameyang, and pray, pray to God that we get to see them free again because it would be you know, such an Arsenal thing if we wait all this time for football to come back and it comes September and Aubameyang's gone. Uh, but yeah, we can only hope. Absolutely. Uh, my friend, thank you so much for joining me, mate. I'm going to have to move it on just because I've got a load of calls to get through. But fantastic call once again. And I'm sure we'll speak again soon, mate. All right. Take care, mate. Cheers. Cheers. All the best. Bye. Another brilliant call. Lots of great calls coming in uh, tonight. For those of you asking in the chat how you get on the show, if you've got Twitter, you need to DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC with your name and telephone number. If you're contacting us from abroad, we need your Skype address instead. If you don't have Twitter, you can head over to Facebook, search the Chronicles of Aguna. You'll find us there and you can send me a DM uh, from there with your details. Um, we'll get through as many of those calls as we possibly can within the hour. We're going to move on uh, to our next one now. Um, but yeah, don't forget to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And we'll be bringing you plenty more of these shows over the coming weeks as we look to um, keep ourselves sane during this really, really difficult time. Let's move on to our next caller. Here we go. 
Hello, Harry. How are you? Good evening, Fergus. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Thank you, mate. And thanks for um, thanks for letting me call in and uh, take part. No problem. You're welcome anytime, my friend. First of all, how are you coping with quarantine at the moment? How are you coping with self-isolation? Two and a half weeks, mate. Two and a half weeks. I, had a, I went to the Arsenal boardroom for a VAR discussion on the 5th of March. Um, I went to the West Ham game and came home from the West Ham game on the Saturday and ended up in bed till Thursday. Wow. Uh, I've never sweated so much in my life. Don't know if I got the actual virus, but I had something. And then I had a week off last week with builders in the house. So I have not been out very much in the last two and a half weeks. So I'm gone stir bloody crazy. I can imagine. But at least you're doing the right thing and you're making sure that, you know, if you did have it um, and fingers crossed you didn't. And I'm glad to hear that you're doing much better now. But doing the right Harry, thing is I, imperative. I've done the right thing. I made sure the fridge was full of beer. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Fergus, your thoughts on, on Arsenal season so far. Do you share um, the view that this break, and I know I'll, I'll say it again, um, you know, unprecedented circumstances, but this break has been a bit of a blow given the fact we were starting to build some confidence and some momentum. We were building momentum, but we weren't building wins. We were building a lot of draws and not getting the three points. We're getting one point. Yes, we're unbeaten in 2020, um, but would have that would that have got us into fourth place? I, I couldn't see us getting fourth. We're all hoping on fifth. Uh, because maybe Man City um, might be kicked out of the Champions League. We might get into it. You know, I, I'm pleased with what Arteta is doing. He's added some structure. Um, I think the players understand what um, what instructions they're getting, which I don't think they understood a word of Unai Good Evening, uh, Emery, uh, at all. Um so I'm, I'm supposed on 50-50, Harry. Were we not building some momentum, though? Because we did win three back-to-back Premier League games. Newcastle, Everton, and then West Ham United. I know we had that Olympiacos result, uh, the, the FA Cup one as well with Portsmouth, which was a win as well, actually, in between those. That's four but, wins out of five. Uh, I, I agreed. But did you not think... Uh, what did you hope to get on the Wednesday night against, West, uh, against uh, Man City at Man City? I was pretty confident that we could get a point. I was confident that we could get a point, genuinely. And I know that's not going to be a popular opinion. Um, And I was devastated when I heard that game was called off. I know, again, the reasons, completely understandable. But my word, I I, I was going into that game actually feeling as though Arsenal could get a point. And that if there was one man that would know how that team operate inside out, we had him in our changing room. And I was pretty confident that we could get something at least. Likewise, I thought we'd get a point at best um, because I think one Arteta, uh, Man City haven't been as good since they lost Arteta. Um, and Man City haven't been great all season anyhow. If Man City were halfway decent, I think they could have given Liverpool a proper run for the money because Liverpool, although worthy uh, champions-elect, I hope they don't win it, um, worthy champions-elect, I, I think Man City have not been good title challengers. The best title challengers in the pack have been Leicester, and they're way off the post. Yeah, I mean, the title race is, is is done and dusted. And I think I think we can look at Manchester City, we can look at Leicester, and, and we can say that, you know, they've not been consistent enough. But I think it's more a case here of Liverpool just being incredible. I mean, they've won, I think, 27 of their 20 
eight games, is that right? Or the 28 out of 29? Yeah, they've, they've, like they've, they've, they've lost one game. And, and drawn they, one. Yeah, they, so, yeah, yeah, 27 out of 29. And how, how, how are you spelling that, Liverpool? Is that Liverpool or Liverpool? <laughs> Liverpool in my book, but we won't get into that. That's, a, that's another <laughs> debate that's ongoing. Um, Fergus, I know you run a, another Arsenal podcast, which is fantastic. Take this opportunity to plug the shit out of it live on air. <laughs> Listen, um, I think we should plug every Arsenal podcast that's going out there. Um, I do host uh, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, which you can find us on Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, uh, on Facebook, Guns and Yellow Ribbons, Instagram, etc., etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, we're just literally four blokes sitting down the pub. Not now, uh, but uh, <laughs> we just have a chat about, about football. But Everything, I was on same old Arsenal with Potsy and yourself last night and I failed miserably in the Arsenal quiz. Um, and uh, you won, didn't you, Harry? I did, I did. Um, yes. I don't like to brag, but I did, yeah, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Lee Judges was not happy. He was, he was going for... He, he was going for all sorts of, like, uh, calling juries in and everything else. But everything that you, uh, myself, to a lesser degree, what... Dan, what Craig, what the guys on um, uh, Arsenal Burkham want to land, all the podcasts out there that are doing stuff to keep us people entertained is fantastic. And I applaud you all. And if anybody would like to join us, we will have a podcast this tomorrow evening at 7 p.m. on YouTube or Facebook. Brilliant. Make sure you do head over and check out the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. It is a really, really good show, really enjoyable. And Fergus hosts it brilliantly. Fergus, before I let you go, my friend, the Premier League season, it was suspended until the 30th of April. Given what we're seeing in the news day in, day out, given the situation and that the spread of this virus is at a point where it's out of control at the moment, can you see football resuming before the summer? Because I can't at the moment, I'll be honest. Um, I have to think that it can. Otherwise, I just... I'm on I'm up the floor now. I might as well jump. <laughs> I, I am. I am only joking. Um, uh, I, I, I have to think that it will resume. Um, I'd love Liverpool not to win the, the the Premier League and suffer for another thirty, forty, fifty, sixty years. Um, I can't stand them. Um, but I think the right thing needs to be done by the competition. Uh, if you look at the Olympics. If you look at the Euros, if you look at everything else, it's all been postponed and the Olympics and the Euros are going to be on next year. Uh, we'll just have to delay the, um, delay the season to start in September, October next year, uh, later this year, um, which actually, funnily enough, will help for the following year when we go to Qatar 2022. It's a great point. And it's a point that a lot of people are missing. I think you're absolutely right there. I think it would almost condition the players, wouldn't it, a little bit? Um <laughs> towards that World Cup. And, and that's another one. And, and we won't go into that now, but how the World Cup is being played in the middle of a season for me is is a joke. I mean, the, the enjoyable thing it's about... It's all about the money. Yeah, money, exactly. money. Exactly. But, you know, the, the thing I love about a World Cup is it fills up your summer and you get to sit outside and watch it and drink cold beers and enjoy it with your friends. And it's enjoyable, but you don't really care that much as much as you do in Arsenal playing, so you don't get stressed and it's just a great occasion. But to see it move to the winter, I think it's going to completely change it and hopefully it doesn't happen too many more times in the future. No, no. Brilliant stuff. Harry, uh, Go ahead, Thank mate. you very much for giving me the opportunity to 
pop on and say hello and, and, and speak to your um, your following. You're doing a great job, mate. I know it's really, really, really difficult to try and even think of topics, content. <laughs> I know you write your articles and everything else. And I I, I dot my hat to you because you haven't actually lowered um, yourself to talk about white kits <laughs> and transfer news. Absolutely. Thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate your call. And we'll speak soon, no doubt. Have a good evening. Stay All safe, everybody. That was the brilliant Fergus. Check out the Guns and Yellow Ribbons podcast. He does a great job over there. Guys, don't forget, if you want to get involved, all you need to do is head over to Twitter, send us a DM at Chronicles underscore AFC. You can see it running across the bottom of your screen. Name, telephone number. If you're contacting us from abroad, we need your name and your Skype address, and we will be getting through as many of these calls as we possibly can within the allotted time. We're going to move on to the next one now. Um, Don't forget to smash that like button as well. That, of course, helps. Um, If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, uh, here we go. Let's find uh, the next call. Apologies, I, I, I must get faster at this. I really must. Here we go. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, this Skype. We're going overseas. No answer there. Let's move on to the next one. Don't forget, guys, if I do call and you don't answer, I will move on to the next one because I've got so many names, so many numbers to get through um, that... I just have to move on. Unfortunately, I don't want to skip past people that have put their names down and, and want to contribute to the show, but I may have no choice. Um, if you don't answer the calls when we dial, here we go. Let's call moving on to this one. It's Dan Bailey. Here we go. Apologies, we're not getting through there either. Let's uh, move on to the next one. I normally line the next one up during the call, so I'm going to have to uh, have to just uh, bear with me for a second, guys. My apologies. Uh, leave me your comments in the comment section. How are you enjoying the show? What are your thoughts on Mikel Arteta's season so far? Have you enjoyed it? Um, well, not his season, his, his short time in charge. Have you enjoyed uh, what Mikel Arteta has done so far? Are you enjoying what you are seeing? And are you hopeful that he can bring Arsenal back to the top where they belong? Uh, as I'm sure we'll all agree. Uh, let's move on to our next one. Here we go. Hello. Good evening, my friend. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Hi, Harry. It's uh, Daniel from Exeter again. I think I've spoke to you before on your show. How you doing, uh, Daniel, mate? Welcome back. You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Just uh, um, just uh, getting through getting through these uh, difficult times, you know, but uh, um, keeping myself occupied. How are you coping? How are you coping with it all? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Um, I, like I said, I'm, uh, I've been just sort of <laughs> watching loads of stuff on Netflix, and uh, I've got, like I said, I've started up my own YouTube channel, so that's keeping me busy. Brilliant. How can people uh, find it, my friend? What, what's it called? 
So um, if anybody who's searching it, it's the it's called the Blind Gooner. Um, so just type that into YouTube and it should come up. Um, um, so if that's if yeah, so go and check that out. Um, there's some great content on there. There's more content to come. Um, so anybody searching for that, it's the Blind Gooner. Brilliant stuff. Make sure you do that, guys. And uh, Dan, your thoughts on uh, Mikel Arteta's time at the helm so far? Have you been pleased with it? Um, and what do you think needs to improve moving forward? Do you know what? I actually think um, Mikel Arteta's done well. Um, it, listen, he's not had, <laughs> let's be honest, he's not had the greatest of times, has he? He's, not, he's, he's come in... Um, at the back end of uh, the back end of December, I think he, he he came in, and you know we weren't in a great place. Where the players were low on confidence, the the team was low on confidence. So he had to he had to come in and just pick them up and give some of them a little shock, um, because I think that's what they needed. Um, and he he came in and he done that. You know, in the first couple of games, especially uh, against Bournemouth. And then against Chelsea, you could see you could see vast improvements. Um, but unfortunately, at that point, we weren't getting the results. We were seeing the performances, but not getting the results. And then we had that great performance against Man United. Um, I know some people will argue that when we played Man United, they they're not the greatest, or especially back then, um, they weren't the greatest because they didn't have. Bruno Fernandes, so they struggled quite a bit. Um, and then we we struggled a bit in January with results, um, getting a draw at Crystal Palace. We should have easily won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we should have held on to the lead against, uh, against Sheffield. Um, and then we went, you know, we go into, you know, we have that great game against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Where you know that didn't we didn't start that game brilliantly, um, and then we went on and got, got the two-all draw, and then then we he's had a bit of a mixed February in terms of um, you know obviously we had the winter break and you know we got the result against Everton, um, and then getting knocked out of the Europa League wasn't you know wasn't that great. was the toughest part wasn't it for me. That was a real kick in the balls to to get knocked out, particularly by, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to Olympiakos because, as most of you will know, I'm from a Greek background, so I, I know I knew exactly what they were about. I was at the the game in Greece. I knew exactly what to expect from them. But they're a team or they're a club on paper that we should be getting past, and to lose it in the way we did under those circumstances to concede the way we did after Aubameyang had scored that wonderful goal was just heartbreaking, wasn't it? it do you know what? It, against Everton, you could see that something was going wrong. Because, OK, yes, we got the 3-2 win, but you could see that something wasn't quite right with some of the players. And then going into that, you know, we've we done all right in the first leg. We got the, we got the goal out there. And and I uh, I was in Australia at the time, so I was mad at seven o'clock in the morning getting out to listen to that game. Um, and I, I just I felt I was like, oh my god, there's there's something not right here because it's too easy. And it was over in Olympiacos, 
it was it felt like it felt a bit too easy considering that every time we played Olympiacos we've always struggled we've always struggled and when when we got the result I said right we'll get back to the Emirates now and it should be relatively comfortable yeah and and that was the mistake I think that that you know certainly I fell into because when we played at the Emirates I said right this should be a comfortable run-of-the-mill win and it wasn't it we we just wasn't on it completely would you uh, say Dan would, would you say that it, one criticism that you could maybe put Mikel Arteta's way and I'm, I'm not in the business of criticizing Mikel Arteta because it's still early days and I appreciate the shit show that he's taken over but is there a case for maybe we don't have an alternative way of playing at the moment. Um, similarly to the way we did under Arsene Wenger, and when it's not working, we don't really know how to change it. And maybe that's part of the education that Mikel Arteta as a manager still needs to go through. Um, I, uh, I'm not entirely sure. If, I, if I'm being brutally honest, I'm not entirely... I think part of the problem is he's inherited a shit group of players. And I think he's just trying to work the best, you know, do the best with what he's got. The only criticism that I can probably level at Mikel Arteta is that uh, some of the players are there from his playing days. And 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 this is not a, a dig at Mikel Arteta because I think he'll do good. And listen, he's going to have teething problems as a manager because he's, it's his first job. And it's it's a big job to take on for your first job. But one of the criticisms that I that I could possibly level at him is that he's it, it feels like sometimes he's picking his mates rather than picking players on form, and that that is my. Who are you talking about in speci- specifically though? Because there's one player that comes to mind. Who is it that you're talking about specifically when you say he's picking his mates? Well, I'm I'm talking about um, and I, listen, I'm going to drop in a huge bombshell. Um, you know, are you going to say the O word? Are you going to say the O word? I, I am going to say the O word, Harry. I, I've got to say the O word. I, I don't see. I, I don't see what what he does to warrant being in the squad. I I, I don't get it. I, I, I what apart from that game against Man United where he put in a lot of work rate, um, and. You know, everybody thought, great, he's he's doing something. You know, he's re- he's he's turning a corner, but he's not. He's not turning a corner just because you have one good game doesn't make you suddenly a a a, a better player. And, and my issue is that we we've had Meza Özil for seven years, and he's not done anything to warrant the hype. He's not done anything, and 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 part of my problem with certain. Listen, I don't want to dig out certain sections of the fan base because you know we all know that there's certain sections of the fan base that are just crazy. But <laughs> the problem, the problem I've got with certain sections of this fan base is that when players have a series of good games, they think that okay, these these players have turned a corner. These players have turned a corner, so maybe we can get something more. And then we get a performance like 
Olympiacos so, and we all Dan, let me, let me, back down to reality. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there. Let me let me ask you then a question. Now, there's people in the comments that are saying, you know, that I'm I'm angry because you've said about us. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, um, and that's the whole point of this show is to get a, a diverse range of opinions on it. What I would ask, though, to people who can't understand why Ozil's in the side is who is the alternative? Who would you play in that number 10 position? And then I can kind of get where you're coming from because all I hear at the moment is we don't want Ozil in the team, we don't want Ozil in the team. But if you're relying on Joe Willock, for example, to do that job, I don't think he's capable yet. And, and I think the reason that Mesut Ozil is in the side so often under Mikel Arteta is because he does bring something to the table, um, maybe not enough at times. I think that's a fair thing to say about him. But I just think we've got such a lack of alternatives in that specific role. I agree with you. I, I agree with you that we've got a lack of alternatives. But Ozil is there as a creative midfielder. Now, what has, what has he done over the last listen, I, I, listen. I, I, what has he done over the last, you know, over the last seven years to warrant the the hype? And and when he does get chances, he should be taking them. And over the last couple of games, Özil's had a couple of chances where you're thinking, just take a shot, just have a shot. And that I agree with you 100%. And he doesn't, and that's what I'm saying that that he doesn't have, um, he doesn't, his output is not great for for a player that's on £350,000 a week. His output should be a lot more. And that money we could be, that money that we're giving to Ozil, we could be giving that to a Bamiang and it would warrant that money giving it to him um you asked me about who's the alternatives well at the moment we haven't got an alternative but what i would do um and listen you know that arteta's clearly wants somebody in that number 10 role that's going to put in the work rate so this is going to probably surprise a lot of people but what i would do is i would put a bamiang straight through the middle yeah i would put um I'd, I'd stick with Pepe on the right mm-hmm. and then I'll put uh, Martinelli on the left. And then, do you know what? I will put Lacazette in that number 10 role because his work rate is outstanding. And yes, he's, I know he's a little bit out of position, but, um, you know, Bakaya Saka's playing out of position and look how well he's done. So I think this season is just a, a case of making the best of what you've got. But I actually think that would be far better balanced side with 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 what I've suggested mm, I'm, I'm not sure about that I, I, I don't see it I just for me I think what Mesut Ozil brings to the table is his movement is good and I think at times people maybe don't see that he actually creates space for others and Frank Lampard made a really really interesting set of comments after the game at Chelsea where he said the, the most difficult thing we had was where do you, what do you do with Mesut Ozil? Do you go to the right when he goes to the right? Do you go to the left? Because he pops up on both sides all the time and it's really, really 
difficult for somebody to pick him up. And what that can sometimes do is it might not necessarily lead to a direct assist or a direct goal, but it creates spaces and it creates opportunities for other people to move into different areas. And I think that's something that he brings to the table right now that maybe goes a little bit unnoticed. Dan, I'm going to have to leave it there, my friend. Just can, one, fi- I, on, one final can I, comment. Can I just say this quickly? For, Go can ahead. I just say this um, quickly on, on Mesut Ozil? And I agree with you that there's talent there. But I, I, I'm sort of of the opinion that the Premier League is too fast for Mesut Ozil. I, I, I sort of think that putting him in a league that's not so competitive because when you're up at, say, like a Stoke or a Sheffield, that's when Meza Ozil struggles is, is that with those physical, physical teams that are just going to bully you. And but doesn't that say a lot about the rest of our team? Because there are other teams with flair players like Meza Ozil who don't get bullied because the rest of the team compensate for that. Isn't that a problem that we have? as an 11 rather than just one man? I think it's a problem we've got in our whole midfield. I think, I, I think our midfield is is weak. And I know a lot of people are going to look at the defence and, yes, our defence could, you know, could be better and we could have better players. But also in the midfield, we have to look at that, that it's not as strong. It's, it's not a strong midfield at all. And, and I think... I think I think that we we've got to start looking at players, you know, and and now you know you'd sort of you've seen it when Torreira's been out the side, um, you know, we've lacked that physical because he is the only physical midfielder that we've got that's prepared to throw himself about and 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 get stuck into get stuck into tackles and and stand up to those physical teams. So I think Fair we point. have to look at the midfield as as a whole rather than just going, oh, our defence is crap. You know, because yes, our defence is crap, but the midfield protect the defence. And if the midfield aren't doing their jobs, then our defence is going to get more exposed. Absolutely. And that's what we're seeing. Absolutely. Great points, Dan. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for getting involved in the show really really appreciate it. and it's been a great debate and i look forward to speaking to you again soon people check out the channel as no well problem, um the no blind problem, goon cheers. make sure you check it out guys thank you very much dan cheers that was dan some of you may recognize dan actually from AFTV. um he's, he's got his own channel now the blind goon so do check that out as well let's move on uh to i think we can squeeze one more in what do you reckon I think we can squeeze uh, another call in before we wrap it up. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, I'm just getting the next caller. Here we go. Nope, that's not going through. Let's move on to one more then. I think we can squeeze one more on before we finish up here this evening. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Let me know in the comments if you have. Um, is the audio all okay from you guys' end? Because obviously I can, can't can hear uh, what is coming out of there. So I rely on you guys and your live feedback um, to know whether uh, it's all good or not. Let's move on to this final call.
Good evening. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, my friend. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 Hey, how are you doing? Harry? I'm good, my friend. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Yes, my name is Wasiu, calling all the way from Dallas. From where, sorry, my friend? Yeah, you know, Dallas. Dallas, Texas. Texas. Welcome, mate. How are you doing? Yeah. What time is it over there? I'm all right. Um, I think we're, uh, yeah. There's, um, like, um, I think five to four, that's like 3.55, yeah. Okay. How's it, how's yeah. it, how's it all going over there, my friend? Yeah, it's, um, you know, everything's crazy right now. <laughs> Would, uh, stay at home, but I have to come to, we're, we're working, and the weather's great down here. Is like 80 something, pretty much, is... It's just kind of like calm. Everywhere is kind of like um, staying home. Everywhere's everybody's much... being careful. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Good stuff, my friend. What have you made of uh, Mikel Arteta's time at Arsenal so far? I don't think we've done <laughs> one of these shows since he took over, actually. Yeah, we've not done this forever because I know I've been on the show like twice. Um, Mikel has been, I guess, with this pretty couple of um aftermath of um Unai going it has it has changed something like I don't know. I used to, you know, like one see Asna games for like two, three years now with with me just like thinking, okay, maybe we're gonna win, maybe we're gonna play well, maybe we're gonna do this better. But it's just it's just like something constant. And you could see the belief from the players. You know, we don't we're not there yet. You know, probably going to take a couple of uh, windows, maybe like two, you know, just to get whatever he's trying to do. But he's going there, and he will surely get there. He's going there. There's, there's, I believe, and I know we're going to get there. What do you think is going to happen with the Premier League season, my friend? Do you think it will continue? Do you think that it will be finished within a reasonable amount of time? Um, or are we in a situation where we uh, might have to consider scrapping the whole thing? I don't like the you. Um, a life without football is <laughs> like uh, it's like no life. So I think from more Clark, because I listened to the program the other day, from what Adrian Clark said, um, yep. going by what is happening, we are not going to say, okay, let us make a void. No. They should go back. If it's going to take two months, if it's going to take three months, if we're going to go back, back, and start the remaining of the league in August, they should do it. It's going to be behind closed doors. Yeah, but just play. We could start the, season, the next season by December. It's going to affect a lot of people, which has, he has already done, but we just have to do what we have to do. We, Liverpool is on top. We can't make it void. <laughs> They've not won the leagues forever. Um, we, you know, probably we, we might be okay with it, but we, they have to finish the league. If they have to start in August, if they have to start in September, just 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 to get it done. Yeah, the problem is, though, my friend. The problem is that what what they've done is by postponing things. Though they've just loaded up next year, so it's going to be really difficult now. To if if we do have a, a significant delay, it's about finding a way of cramming everything in and making sure that it's done in the best possible way, not to affect 
the Euros, for example, which is now going to be held next summer. Um, my friend, just um, one final point, and I'm, I'm really sorry to have to cut it short. It's just because at uh, the time, um, and we are coming towards the end of the show, but what's your prediction for the rest of the season when it does resume, or if it resumes? How do you think Arsenal will fare, and where do you think is a realistic position for Arteta to be aiming at? Um... To be realistic, I think this season for us, we might not go to the Champions League. It's just, <laughs> that's just a fact. But with the way everybody, everybody's dropping points, both left and there, if we could just get like a constant run, like we win like four or five matches, we might be in the midst. And then probably, you know, get up to fifth. But it's better off just for to just like close our mind. This season is gone. I know it's going to affect us financially, but we have to just know we might not get it. So next season, then we'll, you know, we'll start probably we'll have add a couple of new players, then we'll get yep. there. But we, we, we have just to be playing and, you know, we could be hopeful, but, you know, realistically, it's better just to just close it up to next season. Absolutely. Well, I see you. Thank you so much for your call, my friend. I hope you're Thank staying, you, you're you, staying safe and everybody is over there as well. And uh, we'll be, same to you too. Same we'll be to back you. with another phone in soon and I'm sure we'll speak to you then again. Thank you. No problem. No problem. Take care. Cheers, Bye. mate. All the best. That was Wasiu calling from Dallas in Texas. My God, that's a long way away. Um, right, that brings us to the end of this week's edition of The Phone. And like I said, we'll be doing these far more regularly than we have been over the last few months. Um, I hope you've all enjoyed it. Thank you for staying with us um, for as long as you have. The hour has absolutely flown by. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Subscribe, like, share, leave us a comment. You know the, the drill by now if you haven't already um and you listen to us via the audio make sure you leave us a review on apple Podcasts. that is so so important check out some of last week's content where we did some individual player reviews including alex lacazette granite Xhaka, and ainsley maitland niles i believe we're bringing you some more of those this week also, the interview with Adrian Clark was great fun and a great listen, so check that out as well. And, of course, I spoke to Terry Phelan as well, a former Republic of Ireland international, former Leeds, Man City, Everton, Sheffield United, Chelsea. Um, so that was a good one as well, so check that out too. We're going to continue to bring you as much good quality content as we possibly can, given the circumstances at the moment. Um, we're not going to resort to talking about bullshit transfer rumours um, because, let's face it, the world is in lockdown. Nobody's negotiating their transfers. Um, we're not going to talk about kits, <laughs> as Fergus said earlier on, because none of that matters. We're going to be looking back on uh, the season so far. We're going to be reviewing players individually, but we're also going to be looking at some Arsenal classics over the coming weeks as well. Um, so we're going to call it Arsenal Gold, and we're going to be going back and taking you through some of the greatest games in Arsenal's history. Um, so I look forward to putting those together as well. Thank you once again for tuning in, and we'll be back very, very soon with more, I'm sure. Until then, take care of yourselves, stay the fuck home, um, and fingers crossed, life will be back to normal ASAP. Until then, ciao.